Welcome back to another episode of the Afterwork Murder Club. We did break our New Year's resolution of uploading every week. But in our defense, New Year's resolutions are made to be broken. Don't tell me otherwise. Yeah, and as long as you have a good <laughs> excuse, excuse for it and you're busy planning other stuff. Yeah, we've been busy. Um, then it's okay. We've been and brooding on some things. We've been brooding on some things. But, um, you know, that was my lovely co-host, Lisa. And that is Sophie. And welcome to the Afterwork Murder Club. We're so happy you're here. We're super ecstatic that you're listening to this right now. If I know you, if I don't know you, welcome. Thank you for being here today. We have a very fun, no, not fun. I have I have an exciting case. Okay. I'll put it that way. Um, should we dive in? Of course. Let's, yeah, let's go, go for ahead. it. Okay. I have the survival case. <gasps> Of Jennifer Mori. Of course, of course. I've not heard okay. of it. So the thing is, the past couple murders or like cases that I've done, Sophie's like heard of, which has irked me because I always <laughs> love the like surprise of like what's gonna happen next. Yeah. And like obviously we can't not know every single case in the world. Like obviously there's gonna be some yeah. that we've heard of, but I've been having a streak of her knowing, <laughs> and I'm not here for it. So I knew my one like yeah. wild card was survival cases so i was like all right we're just gonna whip have this we wild. had a survival yes mary, mary vincent. vincent yeah oh and that episode did really well yeah that's why i'm like trying um, to test it and then out there's our very secret first never uploaded episode yes that was a yeah. survival case yeah. as well that's so, so excited for today's case you always know that that's uh complete unknown yeah territory so for i'm me. like excited to finally like tell you so let's talk about this particular bad bitch. Okay. <clears throat> We're transporting back to 1995. <gasps> Sophie, was, Sophie was born. No, you weren't born yet. This is April. Okay. Close. Um, so 1995, we're in Houston, Texas. Jennifer Mori was 25 years old, which is my age, which is fucked up. Anyway, she was a young lawyer doing the damn thing. She was living alone in an apartment complex in Houston. Um, she was chasing that bag I, I wrote here. <laughs> she like had her own job, had her like friend group, had her apartment. This is 1995. I feel like She's that's pretty living. impressive. She's yeah, thriving. she was doing the damn thing. Um, the particular apartment complex that she was living in was one of those really bougie, fancy ones. Okay, so was she the kind of young professional that was like? I might only be 25, but I'm a lawyer. Yeah. And I'm doing pretty yeah. great for myself. She was. So she was yeah, like. Self sustaining, kind of like, living, working, partying. Treat yourself. Yeah. Like buying the nice things for her because she worked hard for As them. As she should. Mm -hmm. So the particular apartment complex, like I said, was bougie, but also had a lot of like security features, foreshadowing perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, which was like one of the main reasons why she decided to move there because it's 1995 Houston. Like there's not a lot of like having these security features is like state of the art. Like, mm -hmm. and Titanic was the unsinkable ship. Exactly. <laughs> Nowhere's too safe. Um, this particular property had an eight foot tall fence that surrounded the whole property. Um, and it had an on-site security guard that was It's there. like they're making it a challenge. I know, they're like, like come, come try, come try. Just try it. 
um so the security guard there like they obviously had shifts but there was a security guard on the premises at all times 24 7 great which love that love like love another presence where you can be like if anything happens i can call them and someone will pick up Yeah, yeah yeah um so jennifer was living her best life she was going out with her friends working her lawyer job and she had her little retreat love it love it it's april 15th 1995 oddly specific that's what i always say narrowed down the date something's happening on april 15th jennifer had spent the night out in the town with her friends and she returned back to apartment in the early morning hours we've all been there we're currently there tonight Mm-hmm. let's be real and she did her usual nighttime routine got ready for bed tucked herself in knocked the fuck out because she was tired and it was early and yeah. she had a long night so she was snoozing she was in deep sleep and suddenly she was jolted awake by the feeling of something on top of her ew yeah so of course that feeling was a man of course of course on top of her pressing her down with his body weight trying to yank in a non-sexy off. manner okay she, this is this is not a cute 50 shades of gray moment she's in a no. deep sleep and this man r- rudely awakes her and tries to yank off her panties honestly imagine that happening when you had like an early night and you're like energized by that point no imagine that happening when you get home and you're kind of like drunk yeah and you're trying to sleep it off but also and you're like not now you're like just go away like can we just do this like i'm too drunk for this shit like (laughs) like let's let's rain check come back in 24 hours when i'm like feeling a little more feisty yeah i'll take a shower yeah yeah yeah. i'll be ready for you then there's some adderall but like don't do this when i'm in a deep sleep and i'm trashed but he did because why not um also just like the image of you being passed the fuck out in your bed unknowing and this random man walking into your room and you have no <laughs> idea what's happening because you're sleeping no. No, like no. that alone like freaks me the fuck out because it's like you have ap- like your body hasn't been stirred yet you don't know what's happening no like that those 10 seconds before she wakes up is like the scariest yeah. to me because it's you just don't know what's happening anyway and her i survived episode because obviously she went on i survived of course she did. love that she described this moment as her feeling very quote befuddled 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 she was very befuddled and she didn't really know what the fuck was happening so obviously when she realized what was happening like kind of realized what was happening she started struggling um against this person to fight him off and she suddenly felt a cold knife that was being held against her throat and she was like oh fuck like this is actually like real life and shit's hitting the fan right now. Oh fuck. Um I didn't so, just bring anyone home. Yeah, she's like this is literally like I'm awake. There's a knife against my throat and a man on top of me in my fuck. Yeah. Like this Imagine. I still feel like this is one of my biggest fears is waking up and seeing like a silhouette Same or like me. just all that kind of shit and this actually happened my to her. My biggest fear it's other humans oh yeah absolutely there's yeah. nothing that scares me more than yeah. other humans yeah because being somewhere they don't need to be at a yeah. time they don't need to be yeah. there so as she felt the knife against her throat she goes quote it was the clearest thought that went through my brain and it really woke me up her brain went oh i'm being raped she was in a <sighs> deep ass sleep didn't know what the fuck was happening 
and then finally she was like oh fuck something needs to happen because like i'm literally there's like this is literally but happening. he's on the top of her yeah he he's holding her, down. her yeah okay so he's like holding her down like literally like laying on top of her with his body pressing her down so she couldn't really like move plus he had the freaking knife against her throat so there's like not a lot she could do um so her adrenaline at this point really started kicking in love that for your body Mm -hmm. and she started screaming and fighting for her life she was like full realization of what's happening yeah i'm reacting now and the dude was like not pleased with her like fighting back he's like what the fuck that's so annoying that you're like trying to get away Mm. why would you do that um so he stabbed her in close to the eye which yeah um, yeah like why would you not do that okay Mm -hmm. um so Jennifer literally thought that her eye had been stabbed outside of her socket. She thought like, <laughs> in that moment, she literally, she said it felt like a hot waterfall pouring out, which, Ew. yeah, Ew. I know, I know. Like she literally thought her eye was gone, which that alone is like fucking traumatic. The fact that a human being can think like that. While that all the shit's happening. Yeah, yeah. Of like, oh, my eyeball must be out of my yeah. socket and now getting stabbed. Oh, yeah, and it's also like your eye. You know how um, parents or relatives of people who get murdered um, always say, like, I hope they didn't suffer too much. Or, like, it, mm-hmm. the worst part is when I think about, you know, what they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um and you kind of like console yourself, like maybe it was quick. Yeah. And then you hear these survival yeah. stories, and yeah. you're like they probably fucking realized every single second I, of it. Yeah, that's I they always have to. They were there for yeah, all of it. I always have to think about like the fine line between this being a survival story and this being, being like murdered. an untold murder. Yeah. Like we're hearing the perspective of someone who like in other cases would have been dead, and we would not have heard. Yeah, any of this. and the only thing we know is like she was found. In yeah. this manner, yeah. and she was stabbed, mm-hmm. you know, close to the eye. Yeah, blah blah blah. But now you're hearing, yeah, like what living it feels it. like. Yeah, you're living it, which is ten times more scary. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. So this whole thing just literally makes you want to lay my shower in fetal position yeah. because, like, <laughs> fucking fuck. fuck. Um. So this at this point it was like a, a full on turning point for her where she was like fuck this i did not work my ass off for 25 years good for you to get murdered by some motherfucker <laughs> in my bedroom in houston no. fuck off you did not jennifer no he picked the wrong woman jenny. yeah this is jenny from the block no. she's not trying to get killed <laughs> so she's like all right fuck this guy i'm gonna fight for my life he can suck my dick i hate him but yeah, no, she was like, fuck you. Fuck Which, you. this is a similar feeling that we talked about in the Mary Vincent case, where she also had this thing of like, when she was laying, if you haven't listened to episode five, Mary Vincent, I highly recommend that case It's a was good one. Insane. It is a good one. Um, but she also had a moment when she was laying in the ravine being like, I need to fight now or I'm going to die. It's like that yeah. switch that you make. We talked about that too. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? Today's not today no it's like i'm i will live like i will do everything in my power to live so her inner thoughts at this point was like i just need to get this guy off of me mm-hmm. one way or another i need to not be pressed down into the bed with him on top of me because mm-hmm. that's like the most vulnerable position you can yeah. be in so she continues like screaming fighting kicking and the dude on top of her was like why the fuck is she not giving up i'm sick and tired of this shit i stabbed her almost in the eyeball 
I'm going to fucking go ham with my knife again. So he slit her throat. He literally slit so it. So he is prepared to kill her. He cl- Yeah, he clearly, like, the stab to the face, I can be like, oh, he just kind of, like, stabbed. Stabbed. And was like, maybe she'll stop. Yeah. I don't know. The slitting is like, you're trying to immobilize and kill this woman. Yeah. So she would stop moving and fighting you off. Yeah. So he clearly was like being serious and jennifer for whatever the fuck reasons like lived and was conscious after this happened every time i know you tell me a survival story i'm like the human body i know it's insane i know it's like how like how many like your throat is literally literally got slit like that's like all the veins are up in there like it's like you're there's no reason yeah. for your body to not be like okay peace out. out yeah like see you in heaven bitch yeah insane insane and it's also at this moment like after the slitting <laughs> jesus christ Jeez, that she was like oh my god i might actually die so she Only like then is she yeah like, so oh, she okay. was like at first she's like i'm gonna live fuck you i hate you the slitting happened and then she's like okay whoa i'm this like oh. you kind of have that real i don't know this okay this is a complete side story but i was in australia a couple like 10 years ago in bondi beach i didn't even know you ever went to australia oh yeah because i talked to you about I wanting I, to go to australia i mean I, I yeah i know, know i have yeah, yeah yeah like the okay. sydney area so we went to bondi beach because it's like the famous beach whatever mm. um i went into the ocean <laughs> i literally almost drowned mm. So oh, like God. yeah, I ever like wave after wave, wave after, after wave. wave. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in that moment that I was like, my brain was like, oh my God, Lisa, you're literally gonna die. Oh my God, same for me. Like in the but ocean. No, I was for me. It was oh, this is so strange. Yeah. We both had an yeah. experience because I always tell the story <laughs> that for me it was so strange that my body immediately went, let it go. Yeah. Immediately, like you have like the current. Yeah. That is, like, what yeah. Like undercurrent. Yeah. Undercurrent, um, and immediately I knew what was happening. Yeah. And immediately I said, "Your best chance is to relax every muscle in your body yeah. and just let it go." I didn't even think I that far. I must say that at that time I was also a competitive swimmer. Oh yeah. So like I, I wasn't. Had been warned, but like <clears throat> I was very confident in my swimming skills, but mm-hmm. I just knew. There's nothing you can do. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, literally, like... But the clarity of your own thoughts. Yeah, like, I I was, like, so close to passing out, and my brain just went, wow, you're going to die. You're 17, and you're going to die. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, this is kind of a crappy way to go, but, like, okay... It is what it is. Yeah, like, I... I, And that moment, this was, like, two seconds. It was, like, not that, like, profound of a moment, but I was like, this is it. This is it. But... What always baffles me is the the kind of sense of calm that was. I in like my... wasn't super calm. I like I was in that I moment. Was, I had an oh shit moment. Yeah, but it was kind of like what it was. Yeah, but yeah. I think in the final second, I kind of was like, yeah, I'm gonna die. Like that's really shitty. So that was iconic. Anyway, that whole side note was to just reiterate that Jennifer was feeling the same way in this moment. Yeah, which like. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. So that's how mm-hmm. that's where she was right now. Um, so at that point, the her attacker actually drags her across the bedroom and like into the bathroom, and he leaves her there for a second to go back to the bedroom to grab his knife again. 
And in this moment, this is like those moments where I'm like, I need to write this shit down for if this ever happens mm-hmm. to me. She goes, um, I need to fucking remain conscious because if I go unconscious mm-hmm. right now, it's over. Mm-hmm. So she stands up, closes the door. She stands she up. She stands up. I literally don't understand how she has like the power. How the does physical she stand power. up? Um, she realizes that like obviously her bathroom door, like, it doesn't have a lock on it. And she knows if she were to like lean against it to close it, the dude would literally so easily open yeah. the door, being like, "Okay, bitch, like nice try." So she slides down the door on her back, wedges her legs against her bathtub, and uses like her legs as a barricade against the door to like s- make sure that this dude cannot, for the life of him, get inside the bathroom to like finish off whatever the fuck he was trying to start. Oh my god, Jennifer! And this is like he literally went back to. She's the... She's one educated bitch. I'm like the quick that thinking. Her, that education came in handy. It really did. She thought what lock like it's, was it? Yeah, it's in those moments where it's like she. You have to think so fast. It's like you know it doesn't have a lock. You know, like obviously you're not going to be strong enough. Like, what are you going to do? Use your body as a fucking. Like, I wonder wedge. if the adrenaline helps you Probably. think of solutions because yeah. every time. I hear a story like this. I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm-hmm. No, I'd absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would literally. I mean, the slitting of the throat would have done it for me. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, that that's it's the like, end of me. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm just going to lay down here and die. But this is like why I love survival cases so much. And I'll say it again mm. and again. It's like the stretches that you can go with mm. your mind and your body. It's like, mm. obviously, it's to an extent, but like, it's in these moments where I'm like, holy sh- fucking shit, if you really, really, really want it. want it, or like, not necessarily like want it, but if like, you think, like all the pieces fall into place, I'd say. Cause I feel yeah, like but lo- I think we uh, talked about that in the Mary Vincent case as well, um, is that you can't deny it at one point in the case it's really the mind keeping the body alive mm-hmm. and it not really the other is. way Absolutely. around. The only thing that is keeping them alive is the fact that they are still conscious mm-hmm. and that they still have like a drive to live. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, your girl slit. Yeah, and her eyes like her fucked up. Troth is yeah, slit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so she's profusely bleeding like from her neck. So as she's sitting against the door, holding it, he's trying to get in. He's like pushing against the door, like trying to fucking get to her. She picks up a toilet paper roll and holds it against her neck as like a bandage type of moment. And I was like, to try and like slow down the bleeding as much as possible, which like genius. What the fuck? Homemade remedy. Yeah, literally grab grab that toilet paper. Um, So he tried to get in for a long time. And she suddenly heard the guy zipping up his pants. Which also, can we just talk about the fact that all this is happening while his pants are unzipped? <laughs> like, that's just not the vibe. And then she hears... Yeah, she like, hears, like, the zipping. Which is, like, how and quiet. She's like, okay, good. So, he's, he's we like, got over yeah, that part. Yeah. He's not excited he's, anymore. He's dressing himself, yeah. at least. But, like, that's, like, such a jarring noise to me to, like, hear. It's like, oh, he's still there. I can hear his pants zipping up. Fuck him. Fuck I fucking off. hate him. Um, so she couldn't hear anything else for a really long time. She was still there being like, is he still here in the apartment? Has he left? Like, for like, she wasn't sure if she should leave the bathroom because he could just be sitting on the bed waiting yeah. for her to come out because like he clearly can't get in. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I know, wouldn't like, but all. she's bleeding out. So she's yeah. like, if I stay in this bathroom, I'm going to die. If I go out, 
he might still be there and I'm going to die yeah. or he might be gone and I could maybe live. Shit. Which is like, what do you do? What do you do? I'm, I don't know. I feel like she probably stayed there for like a good 10, 15 minutes being like, is he gone? Unsure. But at that point she's like, I need to, I need to call police. I need to be okay. helped because she's bleeding out. So she turns around, tries to open the doorknob. Her hands are too bloody to get a good grip on the knob. So she can't open the door. She's like trying and trying. She's like, oh my God. She says this in her I Survived episode. She's like, I survived all of this to die in the bathroom because I can't open the door to like get help. Which is insane. Which is insane. I wonder if that moment for her just lasted that long I mean, because yeah. it was so frustrating and it was only her fidgeting with the doorknob for like 30 seconds yeah. or like two but minutes in, in that moment but in that like, moment I, you're like this is it if you're taking the chance of him being on the bed waiting for you because you're like either i get to a phone right now or i die you're probably like okay i have to get to the fucking yeah, phone yeah, right now yeah you're yeah. probably super desperate oh yeah um so she obviously kept trying to open the bathroom door and she finally managed to wrench the door open because she realized the way that she was holding it with her legs she jammed the door shut so hard that it was like but good for her i know yeah your man couldn't get yeah in. so it was stuck which is like another reason why she couldn't fully open the door like not only were her hands slippery yeah. the door was like fucked up um, so she managed to wrench it open and crawled out. She tried to turn on the lights and realized they weren't working. So this man literally cut... He cut... He cut the... Power? The power out. Um, which meant that it's, like, fucking premeditated or some shit. Like, Jesus. He was going through... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought about it. Lens. He thought about it. So she crawled to her landline, and the cord had been cut. And she's like, okay, um, what the fuck do I do now? Like... And, but then Jennifer was like, it's 1995, cell phones aren't hip, I'm hip. <gasps> I got my cellular device. No, yes! <laughs> cool! That's what you get for breaking into the yeah. community. Hell Fuck, yeah. You're now Hell a monster yeah. rich. The lawyer, that lawyer's yeah. salary? Cheers, Cheers to, to that. that. Cheers to that. Honestly. Thanks Jenny? Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're genius. Genius Jenny. Imagine if she didn't have a phone, she would not have survived. Mm-hmm. So she obviously went to her cell phone, dialed 911. And her the operator, I think his name is Richard. Let me see. Yeah. Please the operator, dick. Rich, he did not go by Dick for the friends. <laughs> um, so he so the operator picks up and she goes please help me this guy just tried to cut my throat there's blood everywhere i'm covered in blood he knew my name i don't know who it was i know i locked the door i don't know how he got into the apartment and she doesn't give him an address no i mean they can like trace it on the thing so she's clearly freaking the fuck out i'm like on the phone with richard so yeah he does try to calm her down um, so she's still like obviously she's not going to leave the phone with him she has him on the phone after 10 minutes someone knocks at her door of her apartment no yeah someone's no. knocking no um, she tells Richard she's like oh my god someone's knocking on the door do you yeah. think it's the police are they here yet Richard's like oh the police is not there yet do not answer the door whatever the f- like please okay, whatever please you do I'm yeah. getting full body chills right now oh don't my god. open the door oh my god, please. they're like they have not arrived at your apartment so Jennifer calls out to the door being like, hello, who the fuck, who are you? Like, who's yeah. knocking on the door right now? Yeah. 
Um, it's the security guard from no, the property. Is it actually? And don't do a Jenny. Don't do a Jenny. So it's a security guard, and he said that he heard her screaming, through like because she had been screaming, and she wanted to make sure that she's okay. And he she, he's checking up on her, asking her if she needs help. He's there yeah. to be a security man, okay. trying to help her be do secure. His job. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so she tells the dispatcher Richard that the security guard is there and that he wants to help because like he heard it's her screaming. It's not the security guard. <laughs> Stop! Don't be like this! Fuck off! Don't! So Richard just goes, Jennifer, if you don't know who's on the other side of the door, don't open the door. Okay. Good. Richard's a G. G. Richard's a G. So Jennifer listens and it doesn't open the door. So. Might have been a security dude, but I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'm so invested in this story. It's like it could have been anyone. It literally... A couple minutes later, law enforcement finally finally arrives. It's actually them. The dispatcher, Richard, is like, it's them. Don't worry. Okay. Like, they're here. Yeah. Um, so she opens the door, collapses, is brought to the hospital. Yeah. She's taken away from the scene. <gasps> Love that for her. Thank fuck. Thank, Thank fuck. fuck. She really held out until help is there. And then she's like, I peace out. I'm going to fall on okay. the floor now. Do we Good know luck. if it was actually... So... Um, the security guard who was at her door earlier was no longer there when the police came, so he like had left. Yeah. And they quickly found him on the premises. His name? Brian Wayne Gibson. He's 26. If his middle name is Wayne, I'm not I know, it's in. sus, it's sus. Um, Brian was the on-duty security guard of the apartment complex that night, and he told the police that he had also been attacked by the same person who attacked Jennifer, which is why he knew what He's, was happening. Brian is sus. <laughs> Which is why he knew, like, she was in trouble, heard her screaming, mm-hmm. went to the apartment to check and up on he her. how fight this dude off? I mean, he's a dude. He probably, like, whacked him in the face with no, his he fist. he probably was a dude. So, um, <clears throat> when police searched Jennifer's apartment after they, like, listened to Brian's story, they found his underwear and the belt. And And yeah. that's why he was knocking, like, let me in. He was, he zipped up his pants, which, okay, okay, wait. Flashback, zoom back. He was zipping up his pants, which means that his pants were open. But what I'm thinking, because his underwear were, like, he wasn't wearing yeah. any underwear. He was doing all this naked. Came back, couldn't find his underwear, put on his pants, zipped that up, which is what she heard. And then dipped. Ew, I know. He had, like, nothing yeah. in you. No, like, this uh, is Imagine me. him. With his ding dong, like frantically <laughs> looking for his boxers. So yeah, in hindsight, as I'm telling you the story, I I do think he was in his ding dong doing all of this shit, like trying to get into the Ew. bathroom and shit. I think he was naked. This is me like speculating. Yeah, because his underwear was gone. So they also found a belt, a glove, and a Pinkerton security guard hat. But your boy left everything. Well, and the knife was there he, as well. How did he leave her apartment and left everything? He probably behind? panicked because he yeah, knew, he like, he, yeah, he he clearly was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Panicked and left and tried to, like, that's why he came back to, like, maybe finish off the job, not sure, but to, like, clean up the freaking yeah. crime scene and get all his personal shit out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, half police believe that he was innocent but you know all of his traces were all yeah 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 yeah. it's like why is your fingerprint there oh i I, like checked up on her i touched her door or whatever the fuck like 
So the dude was knocking. It was literally him. Brian Wayne. John Wayne. Brian Wayne. If his middle name is Wayne, get the fuck out. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Gibson had been working. So Brian had been working for Pinkerton Security for three years at that point. But he was constantly being reassigned to different jobs because he kept getting complaints from clients. Which I don't know what kind of complaints. Obviously, nothing like to this extent, yeah. but probably some creepy shit, or like but some like, sus if he shit. Kept getting complaints. Why is he still working as a? Which is like a huge thing. It's like how many, yeah, like how many complaints do there have to be for you to actually be like you're not fit for the job of securing people's safety T- if you're being a <laughs> sus ass man. The fuck. <laughs> it's like putting him in a different complex is not going to make him like an angel. Confused. Oh, confused. confused. Um. So yeah, instead of firing his ass, they just reassigned him. He eventually ended up um, doing the night shifts at Jennifer's apartment complex. Clearly. Clearly. Clearly he was a night shift guard. Pinkerton Security, I was researching this shit, actually has a whole history of like employed security guards being convicted felons. Which is okay, which like, is a noble thing yeah, to do yeah. because you know, we we're yeah. all for rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm security guards yeah yeah. they can be my bakers yeah bake my bread yeah like you can be a convicted felon and do not security thing like i don't know like this is such a touchy subject but it's like maybe do some background checks and see why they're convicted felons if they have like an aggressive history it's like maybe they're not the best people to be guarding Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. this whole thing it's like i don't understand um so the company actually still exists today, which is iconic. What? And it recently made the news in 2020 after a Pinkerton security guard shot and killed a man in Denver. Okay. It was in some like rally Ooh, thing. Uh, uh, mm. um, Let's rewind. So not sure how this company is still in business and why it's still guarding and securing shit. Please check what company is securing your building at the moment if it's pinkerton move, move. like jesus um so brian wayne gibson was convicted of attempted murder and sentenced to 20 years in prison jennifer obviously made a physical recovery he like was so close to stabbing her eye out it was like millimeters really? was also like the throat slitting was also so close to being fatal like she just got so, so incredibly lucky, lucky. Yeah. um so she moved she out of her recovered? yeah she made a full physical recovery which is insane insane she moved out of her apartment which <laughs> good girl, for her good for you and she like in the beginning ended up job hopping a bit trying to like regain yeah. grip on her life being like what the fuck i'm yeah. like obviously you're all over the place trying to like figure out how to move on with your life and how to get over yeah. this or like deal with it um she sued the shit out of pinkard insecurity as she should and in 1998 she was awarded with an undisclosed amount of money which you good for her already know yeah i you you can't even imagine how much money that was um so the same year 1998 she opened her own family practice in fort worth and met her now husband at the practice which i think it's so cute um cute super cute fact this is this literally made my day when i was researching this case jennifer and her main man richard the 911 dispatcher remain good friends till this day so there's a quote about him that she said that was like literally the most heartwarming thing ever if you like want to restore your faith in humanity this is it 
She goes, quote, having instinct, intuition, and a big heart, Richard saved my life. And for that, he will always be one of my most important people that's ever impacted my life. And I was lucky enough that when I got married, he came to my wedding. No fucking way. Which is so cute. So she's currently still working as a kick-ass family lawyer at her firm, being a bad bitch and a survivor. Oh my God, we love ourselves to death, bitch. Like, uh, but just imagine being Richard and you're at that wedding and people go... And so, how, who do you yeah, know? Yeah, how do you know the bride? Right. Oh, so how do you know her? Wow. Yeah. It's like I saved her <laughs> life. It's I mean, she kinda, saved her own story. life. Yeah. That's that's a story to tell at a dinner party. Fuck. Oh, so I actually don't know if I'm assuming Brian is still alive. Actually, 20 years. That's past. Is he out? Unclear. I didn't research him afterwards. Yeah, that's the survival case of Jennifer Mori. That's insane. Another bad bitch for the record. I know. It's insane how, like, this whole apartment complex was boasting all these security features, and it's the literal security guard, the only other person who has access to an apartment who, like, tried to kill her. Who is supposed to protect you? That's so insane. So it's like you can't trust anyone. You can't. Like, I know we. do not want to give you trust issues. I know. But still, <laughs> you cannot trust anyone. I like listened to this case for the first time when I was um, living alone for the summer in Shanghai. And I was living in an apartment complex with like security guards and shit. And they also all had access to my apartment. So I was like, oh, we're going to lock the door like manually with a little like lever thing. Because anyone could just walk in here. Like any security person could just walk in here at any given time. Oh, what the fuck? Which, like, you don't really, like, ever think about until you, like, you hear about cases like this mm-hmm. where it's, like... And predators are known to put themselves in positions where they like can authority. overcome all of these mm-hmm. obstacles super easily, like a security guard, mm-hmm. a teacher. This is, like, also in, like, hotel rooms is, like... Yeah. I always manually lock my doors because, like, I don't know who the fuck has a key to my room. It's so easy to make. Um, anyway... That anyway, was my it was case. a good case. Yeah, so it's a good. short one, but it's a good one. Short, good, um, hopeful, mm-hmm. but also insane. Mm-hmm. And also, like, so many trust issues. Like, he came knocking yeah. back, pretending to, like, help her. Again, thank you for um, telling me this case and then leaving me alone in my apartment Love building. Love that. I'm silly to walk back. So. So. Um, that's, that was an amazing case. I'm glad you liked it. Um, again, if Jennifer can get through that, you can get through this week. Mm -hmm. We're here for you. Mm -hmm. And we will be back very soon, probably next week. Hopefully. That's the plan. That's the plan. All right. Stay safe, guys. Bye. Bye.